Hello, and welcome to Human Is My Label. This is your host, Emily Purry. I am a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sibling, and a former athlete. I work full-time, I am the founder of RAPID, a nonprofit organization, and I'm legally blind. I am so excited about opening the conversation about everything equity. We will primarily be talking about disability, as that is my lived experience, and it is often the minority left out of the equity conversation. I am passionate about equity for all identities, as I have family members from the communities of color, LGBTQIA, disabilities, and we span all ages. It is my goal to normalize these conversations, get people comfortable with the uncomfortable, and include everyone. After all, we are all human. Welcome, and thank you for joining me here today for the very first episode of Human Is My Label. I am so excited to be here, and I'm so excited that you are here to share this moment with me. Today is going to be short and sweet and to the point as I get the hang of this whole podcast thing and so that you can get to know why I'm here. We're going to talk about the goals of this podcast, why I think it's necessary, why I feel like this podcast should exist and why I'm excited to, to be here for all of you. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. So let's jump right into it. What are the goals of this podcast? First and foremost, it is opening the conversation around equity. There's a lot of conversations happening inside organizations and many people don't feel safe or comfortable talking about issues of race and gender and disability and ageism, sexism, whatever the case may be. So this is a place where hopefully you and I can learn about all things equity. The second goal is to normalize the conversation about disability and make sure that it's included in equity conversations. When I say normalize the conversation around disability, I'm talking about we are going on our 30th year of the ADA being passed, the Americans with Disabilities Act being passed. And many things have changed as far as our rights and and the physical access. We still have a long way to go. but. The one thing that has not changed is the attitudes around disability. And so people don't even know what they can ask, how they can ask, how to start a conversation with people with disabilities. So when we look at the employment numbers around disabilities, it really hasn't changed in the last 30 years. And that's because, yes, we are supposed to be hiring people with disabilities and including them, but we still don't know how to even have a conversation with people with disabilities. So I really want to bring up topics and issues around disability and make it a normal part of everyday life. And lastly, I hope that this podcast will help everyone to be a better person, to be a better friend, coworker, sibling, parent, mother, sister, brother, whatever it is about everything equity. I know that I want to be the best person I can be. However, with my white privilege, with my cisgender, as a straight person, I don't experience the world as many people do. And so there are things that there's no way I can comprehend or understand. So the more I can learn, the better person I'm going to be for the people around me. So, as a white, female, straight, 
why are issues of equity important to me? And so now I'll tell a little bit about my story. First and foremost, I am legally blind. I have Stargardt macular degeneration. Many people have heard of macular degeneration in their grandparents, but this is actually the juvenile type. And so since I was a kid, I have been gradually losing my sight. I recently, in the past year and a half, got a guide dog because my sight had got to the point where stairs, any kind of elevation change was becoming challenging. And so I have Bevy. She's an amazing German Shepherd guide dog. She's four years old now. And she helps me with those um, challenging situations. But with my vision loss, there is, um, it's my central vision that's deteriorating. So there's often times where things get in front of me that I just can't see. Whereas if it's in my peripheral, I may be able to see it better. Now, when I say I can see, <laughs> compared to all, or some of you, I should say, it probably doesn't look nearly as clear as what you see. But to me, it, it is what it is. I don't see super, super blurry unless it's really far away. A lot of times it's I, I can see it or not. So I'm legally blind. I um, have a progressive eye disease. So that's number one. I live in that largest minority community of people with disabilities. And there is 1.8 billion people uh, in the world right now with experiencing disabilities. And so the conversation, as I mentioned previously, it's something that people don't know how to talk about, don't know how to ask about, don't know what they can ask or if it's rude or all those things. And next episode, we're going to talk about how I teach most of my classes and how I hope to roll through this podcast as well, which is through the six-year-old perspective. And so we'll talk about that next episode. I'm not going to go into it today, but we need to learn how to interact with people with disabilities. So that's the first piece of my identity. So my family, I am married. I have an awesome husband. He, he is a great father and all those wonderful things I can say about him, but he is African-American as well. So he brings the racial piece of equity into the importance of my life. Not that it was ever not important, but definitely makes it more apparent. I have three kids and two of those are my stepkids, which we don't really call them in my in, my, in our everyday life. We definitely have a blended family. And then we have the youngest one is my biological daughter. And so I have a 19, a 16, and a seven-year-old. So we have the blended side of the family. And we, they, all three of them are biracial. So they have their own piece of identity of having a mixed race that comes along with not just being black and not just being white. And so that's something we talk about in our family often. And my littlest asks, you know, mommy, why is your skin pink? And daddy, why is your skin darker brown than me? And why is brother's skin this color? And so differences is often, often talked about in our family here. My oldest daughter, she is 19. She's currently living independently as much as she can on her own um, in a home and she has autism as well as um, other mental health challenges that she she experiences and so she brings the parent of a child with a disability into my life so that perspective is really important and it's such a lonely perspective that I do feel is very valuable to talk about here and I hope people also reach out to um, look for coaching and, and advice around that because it is a challenging situation to be in because 
there's a lot of resources and some are good, some are bad, and parents feel guilt and shame and all these different things around disability. And then there's also, you know, parents who have newly diagnosed disabilities in their children. And so there's that challenge. There's also the perspective that I bring as a parent with a disability and the, the experiences that I, uh, I, I experience in that world. And that is very interesting. And I'll tell some, some stories to go along with that. So more about more about my family. My I have two siblings. I have an older brother and an older sister. So my brother is four years older than me. My sister is two years older than me. And yes, I am the baby. My brother also has the same vision condition I do. And my sister does not. And so there's an interesting perspectives and stories around both of us having disabilities and my sister not having disabilities and how she dealt with this, uh, that as a sibling. And so that's an, uh, a really exciting I think, dynamic piece of information I hope to share here and experiences I hope to share here with all of you. So, my brother, he married a Japanese woman. So both of my nephews are mixed race as well. They're Japanese and white. I also have a close family member who's part of the LGBTQIA community. And so that brings those dynamics in my life. And that's something I've grown up with all my life is knowing that and um, learning that world from experience versus, you know, education, if you will. My parents are both divorced and that brings a dynamic in of blended families. Again, I have two, a stepsister and a stepbrother. And it's really interesting when we talk about step, if you will, if that's what you call them in your families. You know, back in my generation, we did call them step kids and oh, my stepbrother and my stepsister. And it's very interesting now having a blended family and none of my kids call each other step anything. They are brothers and sisters. And it's just really interesting to have that dynamic change over the years and become more quote unquote normal. A little bit more about me in general. So I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and then I went to school up in Battleground, Washington. Yes, Battleground, Washington. And then I went to college. My undergrad was at Eastern Washington University, where I played soccer as well as threw the javelin. Yes, a blind person throwing the javelin. It is pretty funny. But they would never let me catch them, so I guess I was good. So um, I was always very athletic in high school. I played soccer, basketball, track, just about anything I could get my hands or feet or whatever on. And in college, I continued with soccer and track. I then decided I wasn't ready to be an adult and went down to Arizona for two-ish years and became a massage therapist. So down there, I was a massage therapist and personal trainer. And then I moved back up to Oregon. I was ready to be with my family and I became a massage therapist and personal trainer, a massage therapist and personal trainer up here. And so I did that for about 10 years and it was great. As my sight decreased, I still had, was able to work and be productive and all those good things and have a purpose. And I was helping people along the way. Then in 2009, I had a pretty devastating injury, which we will talk about um, in a couple episodes around my nonprofit. And so I couldn't work. I couldn't do what I was trained to do as a massage therapist and personal trainer. So I was unemployed for a few years while I recovered and had surgeries. And then I went into the cube world, or some people call it corporate world, where I worked for um, government, so not quite corporate, but government, nonprofit um, 
agency here in Oregon. And so I was there for five years. I really started doing a lot of my advocacy work there for people with disabilities. I was able to speak up for people who were not able to or not didn't feel safe to do so. And that's where I really started to build my passion and knew that it was time to start my nonprofit. So in about 2018, I decided that I was going to leave the county and I went to the agency that I currently work for. It's another nonprofit and I'm full-time the director of independence there at Insight. And so I've been there for about a year and a half while growing my nonprofit. So I work full-time, I have the nonprofit, and here we are. So I do a lot of public speaking, coaching, training, um, building programs around independence, around entrepreneurship, and as well as overseeing our corporate training programs. So we go into organizations and companies and talk about everything from equity issues to time management to productivity. So it could be really anything that a company or organization needs. I, of course, bring my lived experience as a person with disability, and so that's primarily what I train and speak on, and motivational speaking, all that good stuff. So that wraps up really the recap of who I am and kind of a small glimpse of my background. So, like I said, today's episode is going to be short, sweet, right to the point. I want to thank you all for joining me here today. This is very exciting. This is the first episode of Human is My Label. And please go check us out at rapid, R-A-P-I-D, Oregon, O-R-E-G-O-N dot org. Subscribe to our update list because updates are coming faster and faster. And I hope to see you back next week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me here today at Human Is My Label. Don't forget to subscribe, share this with your friends, families, and coworkers. Get out there, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, include everyone, and push yourself to be better every day. If you're interested in coaching or corporate training or learning more about RAPID, visit us at rapidorgan.org. That's R-A-P-I-D-O-R-E-G-O-N.org. You can find me at emily.purry on Instagram and all my other social handles are below. Have a great day and I can't wait to see you next week.